the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio-registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. You got Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell. Thought we'd start off, Kara, with a little. This is very peaceful. It's not like, like spa music. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We need it after this week in the yeah. market. Uh, the, yeah, so the economic news isn't good, Carrie, right? No. Um, and we'll talk a lot about that today and, and what you can do if you're worried about the economy, if you're worried about protecting your family or your spouse or your lifestyle, especially if you were contemplating any major changes in the near term, whether that be retirement or maybe buying a new house or maybe, you know, having a wedding that you've got to, you know, pay for or possibly a child going off to college. Big home repair. You know, Alaskan (laughs) cruise. Um, so we, but we always start with, well, not how we start, but calming Fed Chair Powell. So, he, here. You don't know what the odds are. I think that, that there's a very high likelihood. The, the question was a recession, right? Uh, okay. That will have uh, a period of what I mentioned is below trend growth, by which I mean much lower growth. And we're seeing that now. So the median forecast, I think, this year for uh, among my colleagues and, and me was 0.2% growth. So that's that's very slow growth. And and then below trend next year, I think the median was 1.2, also well below. So that's a... So, of course, they raised the 75 basis point interest rate hike, the third Which wasn't consecutive surprise, I don't think. No, I, that, that's what we all probably thought, you know, that it was going to happen. Some people thought it was going to be one, a stick, 1%. No, that would be really bold. And I don't know, maybe there are some people thinking it would be less, maybe 50 basis points. No, I think the consensus was 75 and probably another 75 in November. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, Carrie, you know, Goldilocks has left the building. Lower, uh, it's, a, it's a very slow level of growth and it could give rise to increases in unemployment. But I think that's 
So that is something that, that we think we need to have, and we think we need to have softer labor market conditions as well. Um, you know, we're never going to say that there, that there are too many people working, but the, the real point is this. Um, inflation, what we hear from people when we meet with them is that, that they really are suffering from inflation. And if we want to set ourselves up, really, really light the way to another period of a very strong labor market, we have got to get inflation behind us. I wish there were a painless way to do that. There isn't. So what we need to do is get rates up to, to the point where we're play, putting meaningful downward pressure on inflation. And that's what we're, that's what we're doing. And um, we, we don't, certainly don't, don't hope. We, we, we certainly haven't given up the idea that we can have a relatively modest increase in, in unemployment unless we need to complete this task. So I don't know. So it, it, he he pretty much is saying they're recession, right? Uh, the, 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 so the base case now, Carrie, is recession. Okay. You now sometimes we talk about the base case being everything is still doing well, and then you build a plan R, right? Meaning a worst case or a recession case scenario. I think we can move up, and the base case should be now recession. Right, but how bad do you want it to be? Right. Varies. Maybe your base case might be, okay, it's a recession, slow growth will be bounced back, versus maybe a plan R is a really bad recession and really slow growth, you know? Right. So, and that's the thing is, once you know what the financial picture looks like based on a worst case scenario, then I think you're more likely to make decisions about your financial life or maybe have peace of mind that even if the worst happens, you're still going to be okay or you know what you need to do to be okay, which I think certainly um, having peace of mind when there are all these worries is important. Right. And it's so the markets this week, now we're taping this show on Friday, markets, the stock market have all tanked all week, right, Mm Carrie? And it was down this morning. I don't know where it's currently at. Um, but so it's the somber, somber of 75, you know, with the third consecutive 75. Now the rest of the world isn't doing any better. They're doing worse than the USA. Right. Um, so we'll talk about the fact that you've got to be, you know, very careful, I guess, or maybe we'll talk about, you know, our common thing we've been talking about for a long, long time carrier, the, the three things that you can do to help navigate this economic hurricane. Remember Jamie Dimon's call back in June, the economic hurricane, Um, including with with the FOMC meeting, they came out with the new dot plots. Not that Mm -hmm. I'm going to, dot plots work so well when I go over those on the radio, it doesn't care, but I'm not going to go over the dot plots. I mean, I'd love to go over the dot plots, (laughs) but but what I am going to do is saying, if you are now saying, yes, perhaps I should, revise my economic model to a more conservative or realistic downturn that's probably facing us, then how would the Fed's dot plots help you maybe do that? Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that today. And of course, the, what happened to the 60-40 allocation, carry? I mean, this year it's turned into the, you know, heads you win, tails I lose. Right. I mean, all the stock market nukes are down. Bonds are down. Crypto is down. Commodities, gold is down. Silver's down. Copper's all down. The only thing that's probably not down is your cash and and fixed annuities. 
Mm-hmm. And Carrie, I don't know. You, we're, you, we're they're seeing a lot of people now that they're they're looking for safe havens, and, right? And you got cash and fixed annuities. Now bonds, though. You see, this is why if you're using a professional bond trader, you may be just fine. Right. If you're doing it at home, just buying bond, you know, big bond indices, I don't know. Right. And I know people have talked about the I-bond rates, but there's only a small amount you can max you can put in per year. You can buy 10000 a year right, and, per person. and get in line, right? You know, because you have to go through Treasury Direct. That's and, the only way. And they only let you do it online. And they don't, yeah, they don't pick up the phone. Um, all right. So, so we'll talk, you know, so it's now if there are some, there are some people who still think that the Federal Reserve can navigate a soft landing. That was my comment about, right. I think Goldilocks has left the building. Okay. Um, now, whether the recession is homegrown, you know, here in the USA or it's imported from Europe, who cares? It, it, I mean, it, it, your, your, your check, it doesn't matter to your checkbook. Do people even know what a checkbook is? Well, the millennials oh, yeah. don't know. No. I don't think millennials know what a checkbook is. Now, they do, some they do, of them, but think? I don't think I they use it. I bet a lot don't. I bet a lot really couldn't describe what a checkbook oh, was. Funny. Well, it's funny. My son, who he doesn't have one, he does all the banking. Like, if he has to send a check, he does the where the bank sends a check for you. He's like, right. I'm not writing a check. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or what's balancing well, we know a check right? We know millennials don't listen to the show. So I know the listeners know what a check So, yeah. So it, I don't care where the recession comes from. It's coming. Right. Um, and so we'll, we'll talk about that. Also, you know, I want to thank everyone who came out to our class during the week. So we had the two good, good attendance, Carrie, um, mm-hmm. for our Thank classes. you for coming out. Absolutely. A lot of good questions. And if I have time today, Carrie, at the end, I want to talk a little about, um, if you're, you know, health savings accounts. Okay. Some of the questions come up there. If I don't get to it today, we'll get, we'll certainly okay. get to it next week. But it was a good question and, and a, a point of discussion. Because um, again, in tough economic times, you're looking for any lemonade you can find amongst the lemons, and you you know sometimes the little things add up together that can help you get through bad economic times. Um, what else is going on, Carrie? Uh, all right, so with the so what do I mean by the dot plots? Well. So the Federal Reserve, every time they come out with, well, every time the you know the quarterly FOMC meeting, they publish what the you know the range of the um, the committee, you know, not just Fed Chair Powell, but all the other uh, bank presidents and the and the chairs and everyone. They all go ahead and give their own opinion about what these rates are and they do the major ones they talk about gdp and on the unemployment rate and uh, pce inflation remember the fed's preferred inflation factor is pce the personal consumption expenditure not the cpi right um so they 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 give pc pce uh for guidance um and so what, what i mean by that is we we could clearly see how much they changed between the June and the September reports. Okay, so every you know, and and it's all to the negative. Okay, this is where we are now seeing that pretty much the Federal Reserve Chair Powell came out and said the 
the soft landing ain't going to happen. Um, you know, basically trying to break that bad news. Kind of like it's no longer transitory. Okay. Remember, Carrie, how for so long right. they kept using that transitory, transitory, transitory. Now, it's very similar for a long time. They're saying no recession, no recession, no recession. No, the, the inflation turned out to be longer than transitory, and probably we are going to recession. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if we don't get any good news from across the, the globe. Um, Including, you know, the, the headwinds there are overwhelming. The Russian war, the, the you know, Europe uh, is, is looking at a recession. Germany is looking at recession. And China's got financial problems. Um, so, so, but, so one of the things that we've been saying, which has hurt everybody's economic models, is the fact that um, you've got high inflation and you've got a, Decreasing economic, you know, the the sixty forty portfolio. That's, I think, I think year to date, Carrie, it's approaching a twenty percent decline. I mean, when was the last time the sixty forty portfolio had a twenty percent decline in a, a year? A long time. Uh, it doesn't happen too often. Um, so, so w- what we mean by changing your model, making it more conservative or more realistic, however you want to look at it is by saying, okay, what inflation factors are you using? And if you're doing this at home or if you're using a software, hopefully that your software that you're using can you can you don't have to just use one inflation factor for every type of expense you have because that's not very realistic. No, and for some people, like I think you've talked about a few weeks ago, like the travel budget. We have some clients that say, okay, if I'm budgeting 5000 a year, I'm going to stay within this budget, where other people say, no, I like to do these trips, so I want inflation on travel. Everybody's different, but it may not be the higher inflation rate because it's a discretionary item. Right. So you should be able to break those things out. And, for example, inflation doesn't bother your, if you have a good 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. Or you don't care about the rising interest rates for mortgage, mm-hmm. you know, from that standpoint. However, it could bother you if you have a lot of credit card debt. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you could say, well, what about health care? Well, typically, we always recommend you use, might want to use a higher budget for health insurance premium increases. Right. We'll be getting that data pretty soon here. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, we kind of miss that because remember, a lot of times those rates are locked in. Months in advance. You know, we right. get into the open enrollment before next year. Well, because you even think last year the inflation for healthcare didn't even really wasn't a huge increase when everything else was going up. Because it was set the pre- right. before the beginning of the year. So it should be so interesting this it, year. How yes, much will it go up? Will it get caught up? And that's why, uh, you know, part of the, uh, you know, the Democrats Inflation Reduction Act did, you know, put money into to keep the Obamacare subsidies going because those people would have seen they were projecting 35 to 50 percent increases in their health care insurance premiums off the exchanges if those subsidies were let to expire plus the inflation. And then Medicare will get the new Medicare premiums, Medicare B, Medicare D. And there's some there's some question mark there because of the whole problem this year regarding the Alzheimer's drug right. that First, they thought they'd have to pay for it, and then they, they're saying, well, maybe we won't have to pay for it. And then, But at the same time, health care has gone up. I mean, if you pay right. out of pocket, it's... 
So, so what do you do at home? All right. So, you, you know, the Federal Reserve, what they do is they give you uh, the median responses from everyone, the central tendency or the range, right? So if they're looking at a range, you could say, okay, are you, are you living on Fantasy Island along with Fed Chair Powell and the other central bankers who are saying that inflation is going to get back to 2%? Okay. Okay. See, a lot of people think that's Fantasy Island stuff. Okay. Which, you know, maybe it's hope for the best. <laughs> or are you in the Jamie Diamond camp who believes that the economic hurricane is uh, is blowing down on us right now? So we haven't hit the eye of the storm yet. Okay. Um, or are you in the medium, in mm-hmm. the middle? Okay. I would guess that most people are in the middle. Well, I'm going to give you the ranges, Carrie. Okay. So, so you, this is how, you know, don't ask your neighbor where they are. You kind of have to, you know, make this decision on your own. All right. So we're talking about PCE inflation. I'm going to use headline, which includes food and energy. All right. Uh, I'm not going to use core. I'm going to use headline. So for 2022, the Fantasy Island rate is 5%. Okay. Okay. Uh, The medium is 5.7%. Okay. And the economic hurricane is 6.2%. Okay. All right. Um, Now, how about for next year, 2023? Okay, if you want to stay on Fantasy Island, you'd be using 2.4% inflation. Okay, that's a little too rosy. If you uh, believe the economic hurricane, the eye has hit us by then, you'd be using 4.1%. Okay, but even if you use a worst case. Okay, when the medium case would be about 3.5. Interesting enough, 3.5 is a a very long-term number that a lot of our clients have been using. Right. Okay. Um, now, how about 2024? Because again, how long, how sticky is this inflation going to be? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but you can see now all these ranges by 2024, the Federal Reserve is saying things are going to look a lot better. Okay. So the Fantasy Island rate would be 2%. So they're saying by 2024, they're back to their 2% wow. target. That's not that far away. That's why they would call it Fantasy Island. Okay. All right. Um, now, the medium base case, uh, 2.6%. Mm, so awfully rosy. Yeah. And the the worst case, high ra- end range, 3%. Now, 3% is what most of our clients have been using recently. You know, when, right. when well, they finally realized that before the Austin inflation before started. All right. You know, they're saying, you know, they're saying, wow, it has a, you know, because they, they were saying, they maybe twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, we've had clients. Clara, what's our? We've had clients for decades, but sometimes you know they saw it for that longest range. You know, between two thousand eight and the last Great Recession, the inflation was never over two. These these numbers, right? Um, and how about for twenty twenty five? Now again, so at the Fantasy Island, you you just stay at your two percent target. Uh, the base case is down to two point two. And the hurricane case is down to two point five. Okay. okay, so so that's but that's the idea. You would say, okay, I'm going to model that in the idea that inflation wasn't as transitory as they first led us on to believe, and it's going, but it doesn't mean it's also going to last forever. Because I can guarantee you this, Gary, the Federal Reserve will cut that; they will stamp right. down inflation. If there's, and, and I don't think Fed. Powell could make that any clearer. Right. And the pain is coming. Now, a lot of people... Or I was going to say, the pain's not here? No, it's not. It really isn't. 
I'm just saying when you talk to people or what's going around no. and the reality of people say the pain's been here no. for a lot of people. That's the problem. It ain't. It, no. Okay. It, it, it's going to. No. For the. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not noticeable. But. And then Carrie, I, we'll give empirical evidence. Most of the clients that I talk to, you know, I, I, I ask them, well, which camp are you in? Are, you know, nobody likes paying higher prices. Don't get me wrong. But are you making big decision changes because of the inflation? Are you canceling your riverboat cruise? Have you decided to go back to work if you had recently retired, start an encore career? Are you going to the grocery store and let's say pre-inflation, your weekly budget was $200 carried right. Right, at the grocery store. And now if you wanted to fill up the same basket full, it's going to cost you $230. Are you in the camp that says, I can't fill the basket but much, I got to stay at 200 right. Or are you in the camp that says, I'm just going to pay the 230 Right. And everybody feels different. Right. Most of our clients that I've asked that question to said, Mark, right now I'm paying the 230 Right. But my point is, and what I think Powell's point is trying to get across is, see, Americans, we can we can handle 8% inflation Short term. for a year. You, you People would be jumping off bridges if you had back-to-back the back years of 8% inflation. Right. Um, and don't, t- don't give me the H word, hyperinflation. We are nowhere right now. near hyperinflation. By the way, what is hyperinflation? That's where you have 50% price hikes monthly. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, they're not in hyperinflation. And I think, Mark, the point is when you said people going back to work or they're not retiring or they're not canceling things, sometimes they don't know. And we have people come in or clients that we do these modeling of this worst case scenario and maybe they don't have to cancel those things or maybe they don't have to go back to work or they don't have to stay in a job they don't love. What if they could um, quit that job and do an encore career, whatever that may be. And I think that's the value of the type of planning we do and the financial modeling. And then how do we say what steps you can take, whether you're, when you're working and into retirement to create the income you need tax efficiently as possible and use the tools and the opportunities and the different strategies you can and don't take on more risk than necessary. Um, Especially, I know a lot of people are worried about the potential losses. Um, you're listening to Financial Food for Thought, and we're sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is an affordable, fee-based, Ohio-registered fiduciary planning firm. What we do is financial modeling and number crunching. We're not investment advisors. We have several clients that do their investments on their own, and we have another group of clients that already have investment advisors that they love in place that we're happy to work with. What we do is very different. We bring that objective, unbiased analysis, look at all the pieces and parts of your financial life and help you when you're faced with a decision and understand how this modeling helps you make decisions today instead of making emotional decisions, although that's your plan, your goal and what you want to accomplish and what things you're worried about, but it gives you clarity, peace of mind, and not only saves you money. And 
We've been around Cleveland more than 35 years helping individual families and business owners. And we are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. And if you'd like to schedule a free consultation, we offer that by phone or in person. We're scheduling now through the end of the year. And also, if you're someone who wants to look at year and planning strategies, which we talked about a lot about the class whether it's IRA distribution and company plan distribution, Roth conversions, what opportunities that you might be able to take between now and the end of the year that can, you know, help minimize your cumulative tax liability will coordinate with your tax preparer or if you're doing it yourself. Um, a lot of people miss opportunities each and every year. And even if you're in different tax brackets, you might have, we talked about the class if you haven't taken minimum required distribution, do you know the impact of um, that on your tax return that can increase your Medicare premiums and not only create more tax dollars for the government? So use opportunities while you can. And that's why I think you should take advantage of a free no obligation consultation. Again, we offer those by phone or in person. If you leave a message, we'll call you back on Monday or you can send an email through the website. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. So, Carrie, so a lot of people, you know, is, is this just the shock lines or is this real? I mean, here's just some, this is just in the last week here. Um, Fed unveils bleak forecasts and another troubling sign for the economy. Europe braces for the worst after the worst after it loses cheap natural gas. Um, uh, Bundesbank says there are mounting signs of a recession in Germany. A recession is now likely in 2023. Here's what could trigger a sharp downturn in the economy. The odds of Fed sticking to a soft landing are falling, and the global economy may enter an earnings recession in the next few months. Cleveland Fed's Mester warns against declaring early victory on inflation. Are we stuck with blistering inflation? High prices leave experts wondering when we'll see relief. More middle-aged Americans struggling because of inflation than a year ago. No more steak. Ordering out less. Here's how inflation is squeezing Americans. So it goes on and on and on. So that's, that's the idea. And if we have another year of 8% inflation, it's going to be dire. And that's what the Fed's predicament is. Um, now, but there is and there and you heard Paul say we're going to you know we're going to need higher unemployment we're going to need it's going to be painful even he said Carrie the pain is coming I know but I just feel bad for people that are already feeling the pain right now um, so that leads us to the Cassandra and there's no shortage of Cassandra nominees this week right Carrie. oh I'm sure holy cow and of course if you've been listening to our maybe you should call them Chicken Littles. <laughs> Well, let's hope the difference is, is it, right. is it real? Right. I mean, that's that, what I know. I'm thinking, let's hope not. Um, so I those, don't like the doom and gloom either. Right. So for those who haven't been listening to the show this summer, I've been I've been doing the Cassandra of the Week Award. Of course, Cassandra out of Greek mythology was the chosen priest, priestess, you know, the beautiful right. human that Apollo, Zeus's son, Zeus's son, son fell in love fell with. In love with. And in order to win her favor, gave her a gift. And it was the gift of prophecy. And that was going fine until she didn't return the favors that Apollo was looking for. So then he cursed the gift by saying that, well, no one would believe her prophecies anyways. 
Um, so I, I had so many to choose from, Carrie. I, but I went with, you know, I went with the famous Noriel Rubini, right? AKA Doctor Doom, right? And all right, so you, we've talked about Doctor Doom before, Carrie. He's always, mm-hmm. you know, he was famous for predicting the 2008 financial crisis, right? And that's how he got his nickname, Doctor Doom. So now he's warning of a lengthy and difficult recession at the end of 2022 that could last the length of 2023. Okay, um, even in a plain, you know, res- in a, and, and again, I had, I, had, I been getting that question a lot from our clients, Carrie. They're saying, Mark, if we have a recession, what does it mean to me? Right, because that's what it matters. I mean, and and because some people they're I not mean, worried fact- about. They say, what do I need to be worried about? I mean, if I've got enough money. Right, and I have enough good cash reserve. We're, I got to get to those three things that protect right. you. Um, and I keep saying, "Well, it, your stocks are going to fall further." I, I mean, that's but one thing that's going to happen. What about the people happen. that parked it in cash? Um, well, I don't throw one hundred percent cash. No, but quite a few people have gone to cash. Or um, sure have. Um, but so even in a plain vanilla recession, the S and P can fall by thirty percent. I think the mm-hmm. over the last eleven U.S. recessions the average annualized you know you know s&p decline i think is 27.5 percent ouch um okay um rubini anticipate anticipates 1970s stagflation conditions to return that's what people are really worried about the stagflation um he says it's not going to be a short and shallow recession it's going to be long severe and ugly Okay. Um, he goes on to say many zombie institutions, zombie households, corporates, banks, shadow banks, and zombie countries are going to die. Okay. Um, and that's, uh, let's see, um, Rubini's predictions could see the end of globalization with manufacturing relocating to Europe and the U.S., migration restrictions, significant strife between U.S. and China, as well as additional pandemics. What a great outlook he has. Yeah. Um, okay, Rubini does not living on Fantasy Island, Kerry. Right? Um, he has previously stated that getting to a 2% inflation rate is going to be in the Federal Reserve's mission impossible. Um, yeah, so so he gets the, obviously he gets the Cassandra of the Week award. Um, now, another pretty sharp economist, famous economist, Abby Joseph Cohen, Carrie. And I think she's really good. And she's was interviewed on Bloomberg this week. And, you know, they put the question to her, you know, what's going on right now? Is it different this time? Is You know, so what about the sharp ratio and the Phillips curve? Remember, Carrie, all those, all those economic certainties that were started in the 60s, mm-hmm. you know, that, that talked about risk and return and, and, and talked about, you know, the theory of, how unemployment and inflation are in, have an inverse relationship and, and all those things. And basically, Abby's response to the question was, well, many of the models are broken. Okay. All right. Um, and, you know, partly because they're based on hysterical data, I call it. You know, she calls it historical data. I call it hysterical data. Meaning, what, what just because it happened in the past one way doesn't always mean it's going to happen that way every time in the future. And she also mentioned, you know, basically that the Rona doesn't care a boo about the Phillips curve. 
Right. Right. Um, now, so the next question was, well, are you happy with, are you agree happy with what the Fed's doing? And she said, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, she goes, it's got to be done. They got to do uh, something. Infl- yeah, you have to get stable prices to get anything else to work in this country or global. Um, now, she's saying Wall Street's awfully confused about what, what the Fed's doing. Um, you know, you, and we you saw think that. Wall Street might be upset about what politicians are doing or Biden. Or- well, yeah, but they know Biden doesn't do anything about inflation, you know. Um, but the I mean, just look how the stock market w- acted on Wednesday on, on the announcement date. Right. I mean, up until the 2 p.m. when Fed started his, his press conference, the market was completely flat. I'm talking about the S&P 500. I mean, it barely moved. It was just people were just not doing anything till he started speaking, right? And then as soon as he started talking, it, it, the S&P fell sharply. Then an hour later, it came back sharply. Then an hour later, getting closer to the close, it, was, it, it closed close to its low you know, uh, of the day. It, it the market's very confused. Wall Street's confused, um, and the confusion is is saying, yeah, well, what is happening with the the inflation, the interest rates? What's happening? How are the corporations going to survive this? You know, meaning GDP. Right. You know, how low is GDP going to go? Recession, all that, um, and you know. But she said the 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 good news or the the kind of we we're coming from a strong standpoint though. So you know we started the year at record high profit margins, um, and now you know the margin squeezes on, and we'll see how these corporations react, and they've got to deal with the the price the wage price spiral and all those things. So then the question was, well, is there another lost decade possible? You know, we had the lost decade, you know, between 1998 and 2008. And they're saying, could we have another one of those? And she said, no, she didn't think that was a foregone conclusion. Um, you know, she mentioned, you know, looking at market valuations, again, at the end of 2021, we were at record high levels. We have had the 20% decline this year in the, you know, and, and the markets, you know, bringing down the market valuations to the long-term average. So she's saying that, yeah, we've had, the, the the market valuations coming down, but they were so high to begin with. We're still okay. Okay, I can see it's relative because we had such a bull run. They were right. extremely high. Now it's they're saying even though it's dropped, it's at a more normal level. Yeah, about sixteen S and P about sixteen times earnings. So it's saying it's more normalized. It's not a really bad place to be. Um, so now she's also though saying she doesn't think it's going to be gangbusters over the next twelve months, right? Okay, um, and she's but she's still saying it could be positive in the markets. Okay, you know five percent. You know, you know maybe five percent's not, nothing to maybe not ten percent. But um, so then they're saying, well, you know, what about bonds? What about the crash? How do you recover from bonds? And 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 you know, yields up, prices down. Um, and she she you know, so Abby said, yeah, the damage in the bond market has already happened. Okay. So basically th- saying th- things right now, th- th- you know, and this is why I said at the beginning of the show, we, now we don't manage client assets, mm-hmm. and but you might want to find a good bond person if you're looking for help in that area because a, the good bond person is going to make money in this market. Okay. Um, and it's very difficult. That's that's the difference between stock pickers and bond pickers. Um, 
And, you know, she's saying that the, yeah, she's looking at, she's making a comment here, investors could buy individual bonds for about a 3 to 4% rate. And that could be the best opportunity we've had in 20 years. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, so that's just a, so that's kind of the good news, bad news, right? Um, that, yeah, you, you, you have to be careful. And that leads us care. So, and, and, and that's back to that whole, you know, the 60-40 allocation not doing well this year, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to be positive by the end of the year. Um, could it be positive next year? Absolutely. Right. But, you know, but the idea is, you know, it's still that I, you know, this is what we talk about. So how do you protect yourselves? Or if you're not comfortable in the bond market right now, you've been shell-shocked by the worst bond, you know, crash in history, um, what do you do? Well, you can go to cash, Gary, right? Right. Cash isn't paying a whole lot. CDs are creeping up barely. Um, But a lot of people out there, a lot of investors out there are saying, I got to get some fixed annuities. Now, we've seen the fixed annuity market skyrocket. I mean, in terms of new money going in, right? And a lot of things have driven that. One, we could say the... um, the the equity indexed idea, right. you know, the idea where you can, if the market goes up, you participate. You get the upside, which isn't as big as a, in a, a market, right? Um, but and, you don't lose principal, right? If the market tanks, you don't lose your principal, and by the way, you don't lose what you gained last year, right? Um, in a fixed equity index annuity. So, but but what's what's even more probably that we see more interest in today, Carrie, is, is more of what we call the MIGAs, right? Which right. is the multi-year guarantee annuities. And this is for people who are saying, Mark, I just don't know what to do for the next few years. Right. I don't know if I should be on Fantasy Island or be preparing for the economic hurricane. Um, I'm not really comfortable putting all of my, um, any of my cash into the market right now. Um, I, or bonds, you know, whether stocks or bonds. And CDs are still slow. Yeah, to rise, they're certainly not certainly not rising with the feds. But but also, they might not want to get locked into a eight year annuity, right? Okay, uh, or a lot of them, which I'm going to mention because I had a couple people call me this week about you know the ten year annuities, or you think that you get this. 30% or some of these bonuses or there's a 50%. Well, you don't get that on your money because I've had a couple people say, well, can I make up some of my losses? Well, the only way to get that, you know, that bonus amount is if you keep it in the contract for 10 years and then turn it on as a lifetime income stream. And if your goal is to park it somewhere because I'm worried about our market uncertainty, Tying it up for a long period of time because who knows what will happen or what offerings or where the market's going to be. Maybe I want something shorter term that's fixed that I'm guaranteed, which these multi-year guarantees are a fixed annual rate for whatever term. There's two year, there's three years, four years, five years. I personally think the two, three, and four, the five year, and if you go out further, is it really paying that much more? It's just staying in that two, three, four year concept. And and that's corresponding with a lot of people saying that's the time period. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll feel a lot better about the stock market three or four years from now. 
And maybe I'll need that money for expenses. Or maybe if rates go up, maybe, and I'm not sure, I can renew it for that term. It allows you to walk away after that two, three, four-year period and either take the money or renew depending on what the new hmm. renewal rates are. Maybe you plan to be, you're still working right now, so you don't necessarily need um, the income flow right. from this investment, but you also don't want to risk any more principal loss. Mm-hmm. And But you do want that door, that cash flow door opening up, maybe if you're retiring three or four years right. from now. Um, and, and, and also you don't want to, because if you're still working, you might not want any more taxable income that, that, right. that the CD is going to spin off in that time frame. Um, so, you know, you're looking for the, the, the non-qualified tax deferred, you know, multi-year guarantee. Right. Because you're not taxed on it until you actually do a distribution. And, and it's the idea saying you're just trying to say, Hey, I'm just trying to get my 60 40 or my 50 50 allocation where, it, it, you know, how do I build up? Because if the stock market is going to be rough for the next couple of years, it's mm-hmm. 18 months, whatever. Um, you know, again, if we do have a recession in 2023, most people think stocks will be lower. Okay. Um, you know, on a broad base, I'm right. not saying every stock out there is lower, but good luck picking them. You know, mm-hmm. that's, you know, if you're using a professional, hopefully right. they're picking them right. Um, but the idea is saying, okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm just trying to get my fixed portion back up to where, you know, could my fixed hang in there? At, right. a, at, a, at a 3% rate of return. And I don't know if I can do that right now with cash and CDs. And actually, these are one vehicle that the rates have gone up. And they've actually yeah. gone up a little bit this week. Um, some companies, we'll see, we keep continuing to watch it. I mean, the two-year rate, depending on the premium, obviously, if you put more money in, they give you is 3.3 to 3.5. So you're guaranteed 3.5% in year one and 3.5% in year two. On the three-year, it ranges from 365 to 4%. That could be 4% every year for three years. Are you? That's going to be better than what your cash is or your money market savings. What we assume... Right. Um, and Or what they've historically been doing. Right. But it's also getting us back to what the what you maybe historically were assuming the 40, if you're in a 60-40 allocation, what your 40% fixed side was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always the idea that the fixed side was doing about 3%. Right, which it, these are better than that. Um, so, and then, so that was a three-year case. And the four-year is 4.05 to 4.25. Now, I only looked at A-rated companies because there are some B-rated companies in the on the five-year offering 5%, but those are, I mean, when you're looking at financial stability, I always recommend that you look at A-rated or better companies who have strong f- financials. Yeah. So it's just, it's trying to navigate a very difficult economic time period right now um, and, you know, kind of go from there. Now, that leads also back to the idea of, of back to building your plan R, right? Mm-hmm. Which And maybe your recession plan is your base case plan at right. this point. So we already talked about making inflation assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how about a recession and an economic downturn in terms of what rate of return on investments you are using in your plan. And this is where you get into the, again, how worst case scenario do you want to go? So let's go back to that, you know, 60-40 portfolio carry, right? Um, and and this is basically, again, part of the the three steps that we always say, 
think things you can do to help navigate if you think economic times are going to be tough. You know, the first one is, you know, maintain an adequate cash Mm -hmm. reserve. Okay. Because again, that is key. And that's a lot of people have done that, you know, but a lot of people had a nice cash reserve after the helicopter money, the stimulus money right. came down on us, right? And the PPP and all those things. Well, that's pretty much gone, right? Right. Um, and so Americans, and, and that's a problem with <laughs> sidebar here, Karen. Right. That's the problem with UBI, right? Universal basic yeah. income is the fact that just giving people money isn't a long-term solution. It doesn't no, improve their life. I hate that idea. No. It, it, here we are. The stimulus money is gone, and people are now in economic hardships. See, it, it doesn't improve. It's it's like the old, it's analogous to, you know, you can teach someone, you can hand somebody a fish, or you can teach them to fish. Exactly. Yeah. Earn it. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Free stuff wasn't supposed to be a way of life. Nor should somebody who hasn't worked for something get somebody who's worked 20, 30, 40 years of their life. Yeah. That's why lottery winners are our worst clients. Anyway. Um, all right. Let's see. What was I talking about? Oh, the three things. Right. All right. So maintain an aqua cash reserve. So you don't have to sell your stocks low if you don't want to. And, you, you know, you can ride out and at least collect the dividends that those stocks could be paying. Um, you know, and how much should your cash reserve be? Well, don't ask your neighbor what, what their cash reserves be. You know, you kind of got to figure this out for yourself. Um, the second one is rebalancing. That's to get back to my comments about the 60, 40 portfolio, right? So, or the 50, 50, if you want to be a little bit more conservative. So, you know, that's, so even though 60, 40 meltdown this year, doesn't mean that 60, 40 is dead forever. Right. But at least how do you get, the 40 at least doing something right um now so if you were going to model in a downturn well okay well you can so typically carry historically the 80 40 was good to get six percent right um meaning that maybe the growth side was maybe doing eight percent and the fixed side was doing three percent okay so based on that 60 percent of eight you know percent is 4.8 percent 40% 40% of 3% is 1.2%. You add the 1.2 plus 4 by 8, you get back to your 6% overall okay. return. Okay. So how quickly would you do that if you're saying, okay, well, I think, there, Mark, there's going to be a 10% correction. Now, let's leave the fixed side alone. So let's say okay. you think it's just going to hit the stock market. All right. So now, instead of your growth being, you know, 4.8% positive, you get 60% of the 10% loss. You're down mm-hmm. 6% on the growth side. And let's say you still get your 1.2 side on the fixed side. So now you, in your plan, you'd be assuming a 4.8% loss for the year. Okay. All right. Instead of a 6% gain. Okay. Okay. Now, what do you think it's going to be? What do you think it's going to be a crash? A, you know, defined as a 20% decline in stock market. Okay. All right. So now a 20% decline, if you get 60% of that, you're down your fixed side or your growth side's down 12. Right. And you still get 1.2 on your fixed side. So you would be marking for the year down 10.8%. Okay. So instead of assuming a 6% rate of return, you would assume a 10.8% loss. Okay. On your investments. All right. Um, how about if you think we're going into a recession? 
What did I say, Carrie? The the average stock market decline S and P. I think twenty seven percent. Twenty seven percent. It was less than thirty. So let's say you want to say, Mark, that's what I'm going to book. I'm going to assume my growth side is down twenty seven percent. Okay. So you get sixty percent of that, right? Right. So you're down sixteen point two percent. But you get the one point eight. Well, or one point two. One point two on the fix. So you're down roughly fifteen percent. So you would say that's what I'm going to mark instead of a six percent gain. I'm going to assume a 15% loss. Okay. Okay. Now, what if this year, because this year, not only do we have the stocks down, but the bonds are down. Right. Okay. So I think, so let's say, or a lot of people are predicting that the S&P will be down for the year. When we get to the end of this year, we'll be down 24%. Okay. As we're talking right now, it's it's down more than 20 here to date. Um, All right. So let's say... 24, you know, percent. And then let's say, but let's also say that the bonds are down 10%. Okay. So, you know, so 60% of the 24%, 10%, you know, you would be marking an 18.4% decline. But is that realistic? Is it conservative? Yes. Is it realistic? Kind of. And do you want to see that? Does it change some of your long-term financial decisions or short-term? Right. Because that really matter. Yeah, that's the point, right? It's hard to say, how does that type of hit, if I model that in, along with what we talked about earlier in the show, higher embedded inflation for a while, am I still going to be okay? And in a weird way, it's not going it to mean you're going to run out of money next year. Right. It just means, in a weird way, it affects the longevity of your financial mm-hmm. plan. It means, you know, does it shave off years in the end? So that's how we help people try to take what the data is, and as opposed to just sitting home on the couch and worrying about it. Which a lot of people are. Or just canceling the riverboat cruise, or saying, okay, I guess I can't buy that new house, or at least what I thought I could buy it, or I guess I have to work longer, or I got to go back to work. Okay, so before you make knee-jerk reactions, let's run a model, a worst-case scenario model, and see how it affects the longevity. Right, and that's exactly what we do at the estate planning team. So if you want help, whether you're someone working and thinking about retirement, you're in retirement, want to look at your planning issues, are you overspending, underspending, do you need to adjust? If you have questions on the multi-year guaranteed annuities or other annuity concepts, you can give us a call. We offer a free no-obligation consultation, or you can call our office, leave a message. We'll get back to you on Monday, or you can send an email through our website. That's 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right, this is Mark Dolly and Kara Waddell. We're the co-owners of the estate planning team, and we've been helping Cleveland families build these custom financial plans for over 35 years. And over those decades, Carrie, and questions about how you know to look for opportunities in a very complicated tax code and and do all the the steps that help you get through rough times and prepare you for better maybe tax effects later on so as i said we got a few minutes left here a couple 
Um, so there was a question we got during their class last week about health savings accounts. Mm-hmm. Now, I could spend two hours talking about health savings okay. accounts. So, so maybe I'll, I, I'll pick up on some of those um, in, in the next couple of weeks. Or I'll do a whole show on health savings accounts. If you've got questions, come in and see us. But, you know, we love health savings accounts. I mean, if you're in a high deductible health care insurance plan and you know, you've got – you can plan with the, to get the cash flow, you know, you get the you get the deduction for putting contributions in, you get the deferred growth, and if you use it for a qualified medical purpose, it comes right. out tax free. You know, it's the best of IRAs and Roth IRAs. Right. right? Um, but the question was, well, Mark, what happens if? Or you know, the question was was, well, Mark, I heard my neighbor saying that he's got a, a health savings account, and once he turns sixty five. He can use it forever for whatever he wants. Mm, wrong, and it's it's not necessarily the case, right? Um, and so, what? Because you know, people know that if if you have a health savings account, if you don't use the money for a qualified medical expense, it gets bad tax treatment, meaning you don't get the tax free growth treatment. And since you put, you got a tax deduction for putting money in, it, it's all taxable, right? Mm-hmm. If if you don't use it in a qualified manner. And but what I think the neighbor, well, hopefully the neighbor knows what he was talking. Maybe the 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 person has a question, but no. It, after sixty five, you're not penalized. Like if you took money out of the IRA right. before fifty nine and a half, you're penalized. So at sixty five, the penalty for for non qualified use goes away, but it's still taxable. Right. So it's kind of like an IRA. So you want to use it tax free because everybody has some medical expenses. I'm assuming. Yeah, and and again, well, we'll talk more about. It. We got to get out. All right, call the estate planning team at four four zero two three nine twenty ninety or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.